0: You know, I'm going to get you. Get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it takes. To, yeah. it
1: takes to Hello, and day. welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here is always, my co host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, I had to double check my mic was connected and everything was all set to go because it has been a bit since I've uh, talked to you on these wonderful airwaves of the podcast platforms. It's
0: been a week. That's been a week. What? Yep. But- and we, we've, we're doing a rare thing, actually recording on a Sunday night.
1: Yeah, we haven't done this since the season. You know, we were, yeah, since the season,
0: since we the were season. right in the thick of it with the NFL yeah. season. Yep. And here we are. Yep. Here we are back, back at it again. But the only difference is instead of it being the middle of October or November, it's the middle of April. And we are four days away from the NFL draft. So desperate times call for desperate measures, Oh, you were absolutely correct.
1: And this is this is its own season, frankly, in and of itself. This is its own season because yeah, you're telling me
0: my, my me, body can yeah. in fact confirm that it is it's it is its own season. Because let me tell you, I am shot.
1: I mean, you and Jake were recording at a pace that we recorded at during the regular season, and either regular not only the regular season this year, but regular seasons over the lifespan of not only the Required Radio Fantasy Show, but the Baseball Talk Podcast
0: Fantasy Show. Yeah, doing those those dice little back to backs and then having everything spread out over the course of the week. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh we had we ha- we were one short on on days. So we knew we had to double up at some point and we left it till the pretty much the last uh, the last week to uh, to do it, but it all it all worked out, and the uh, reviews for all of the episodes were favorable. So uh, thank you to uh, to everybody who, who checked those out. And if you haven't checked those out, go back and you can listen to them all. They are all available. And um, yeah, now we're four days away, and we figured, you know what? We haven't heard from Adam, and the only things that we were going to do this week were mock draft episodes but we weren't going to do anything that was like for you. Like we weren't going to do anything that was for the people. And as you, as you know, I am a man of the people. I I, I always am looking out for my people. So here we are. Here we are going to do, going to do a mailbag. Yep. Mailbags are always fun. I, you can, this could be a
1: mailbag about literally anything. This could be a mailbag about something that, that i don't even know about i would
0: say yes to it if you ask me so you would do a mailbag on uh on recipes i mean you
1: wouldn't get any good answers from me but i'm always interested to see what people have to say and questions that they might have because that they could also be similar to questions that i might have
0: and we can talk through that you know think out loud Fair. There will there will be there will be a day, Adam, where I te- I teach you how to cook meatballs. There will be a day. Yeah, cooking is not really my strong suit. I would say it is mine. It is mine. Laundry is not my strong suit. I, I no. I don't. I don't like laundry. Laundry is not 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 my favorite thing. I don't know what's so hard about doing laundry. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, it's the worst. It's just very right. time consuming, and then having to fold. I mean, I suck at folding. So it's like the worst part. And then- Well, just- that one I can, get, I can get behind.
1: I cannot fold a t-shirt. If my life depended on me folding a t-shirt, I'd be dead right now.
0: How perfect does the fold have to be? Mine is good enough. It's if, not- it's good, if it's good enough, I would live. If it has to be like a perfect fold without any, uh, any seams or creases, yeah, I'd
1: be dead. Yeah, I don't know how they do that. Like the, the way that they, the T-shirts are folded in stores that you find when you go to like American Eagle or Abercrombie Fitch or whatever, or even Walmart or whatever, or my whatever mo- store.
0: My mother is an expert folder. I don't know where she gets it from, but she, she is an expert folder. It's crazy. She did not pass that genetic trait down to me, unfortunately. Yeah, just shirts
1: in general. That's why um, I've invested. I have a bunch of hangers around. So I just hang up all my t-shirts. Smart boy. Honestly, I feel like that, I mean, maybe this is just like a placebo effect, but I feel like that helps with wrinkles also.
2: Yeah. Because I don't really have a dresser
1: or anything. So before my t-shirts were just kind of stacked on top of each other. And it was a pain in the butt to find the t-shirt that I would have wanted because you have to go and mess around with the whole pile. So having everything on hangers does really help.
0: You are a very, very, very smart boy to just go go the hanger route. Yeah. But I tell you if I had if I had the available closet space, right, to just go ahead and have everything be on hangers, I would do it. I would do it.
2: But See, unfo- pants aren't that unfortunately
0: bad. for me, I do not have the closet space where I could just go and have everything be on on hangers, which is very 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 sad.
1: Yes, well, I mean that's just the way that my apartment was set up, so that's how it goes. You get what you pay for, as they say. Well, it works. I it works. Um, I know it, get, we, it gets the well, job done. Right, exactly. So I know we already went into our usual tangents. You know, you and Jake never go on tangents like this. So it's no, nice, it
0: Jake, because Jake is a very, very, very direct boy. In case. In case you haven't figured that one out, he is—he uh, is definitely someone that is uh, very direct and to the point. Yeah, no, I—I've never gotten
1: that from Jake. He's always been very hard to read, his intentions and his opinions about things.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's—he—he he had to. Uh, we had to. We were going to record his mock draft uh, Monday night, but we had to move it because he's going to go see the Brooklyn Nets get eliminated tomorrow night in Game Four. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. Won't shed a tear. We'll have Jake's tweets. We'll have Jake's tweet notifications on.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, so we already went on this one tangent about clothes and laundry and cooking, but I want to know, what is your deep sleeper?
0: Oh shit. I didn't even think of a deep sleeper. Um, A deep sleeper for me. You know what um, this is about. You know what we're about. Oh, absolutely i absolutely i do but it's also sunday and I'm not used to recording on a sunday so I'm, <laughs> I'm already just uh going for a world today uh deep sleeper i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with getting text messages in the middle of the night that you just wake up to and the last couple of nights that has happened and let me tell you it is not fun it happened to me actually this is sunday it happened to me last night I was in the 12th dimension but these days, I have to keep my ringer on because if something happens, you know, I have to be pretty much on it. And that is exactly what happened last night. Can I say what I heard last night? I can't say yet, but there was some information that maybe I will be able to share on Wednesday. But there was some uh, some pretty oh, interesting it's sports related. Yes. Oh, it's draft oh, related. Draft oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah. So, I just news that I got last night, and I am not able to share as of yet. But maybe I'll be able to share on uh, on Wednesday. But yeah, ha- having to have your ringer on this this time when you're uh, when there is work that has to be done, I can tell you right now. Once we get at past the end of the first round, that rigor is being turned off again. <laughs> oh,
1: I I can only imagine. You know, that's something that. I don't miss about working in sports where you have to be on where anything can happen at any moment. I mean, one example, that's very sad, but I was getting ready to go in to work on a very unassuming day in, in January. And I found out that Kobe Bryant passed away. And then the entire, you know, Focus of that work shift shifted for lack of a better term. It moved, it shifted to transitioned. Yeah, transitioned to that story. And the games that I was supposed to be covering were on the back burner. I mean, well, the Knicks and Nets were playing that day. So that was something. And you know, Mike breen was had of said said something really um profound and Nice about Kobe Bryant on the air on MSG, um, but yeah, it that's something that I uh, do not miss about sports, about working in sports.
0: Well, I can tell you, I can tell you right now, the the me that has his ringer on in the middle of the night ends on Thursday, because once the first round is over off anything anything that is vital or pivotal to my life i can read in the morning yep and i can tell you i can tell you right now for sure on may 5th when my vacation officially starts oh i'm disconnecting like you like you will not believe oh my god oh i
1: can't wait yeah i think a lot of uh people who work in sports media are going to be going up to their cottages or just, just relaxing
0: after the draft. If I had a cottage, that's where I would be going, Metaphorically speaking. Yes. Yes. My, my, to my mental retreat is where I is where I will be going right now. What exactly that mental retreat is. I haven't figured that out yet. It might be several rounds of golf, um, several beers and, uh, and lots of movies, probably, and TV that's, shows, and TV sense. shows. Yeah, yep. Speaking of TV shows,
1: my deep sleeper is a TV show that I recently got into. That's kind of old, actually, and it it came out in the nine in the nineties. That I watched a lot of reruns of when I was a kid, because they had a lot of reruns of the show on Lifetime. I think. Have you ever Have you ever seen Frasier? no 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 it's a spinoff of cheers i wasn't a cheers guy well i mean it's before our time
0: yeah i wasn't a cheers guy
1: i think when i watched like the reruns of it they were reruns i think the show was like off the air because i was like maybe it was one of those where if i was sick from school that day then i would just watch like it was like frazier will and grace wife swap was on that was a show that's a throwback
0: oh wife's wife swap i watched wife swap was awesome
1: yeah that that show you know all the all those shows are getting reboots like will and grace got yep. a reboot yep. fraser i think is might be getting a reboot wife swap getting a reboot would probably never happen
0: well they have things that are very similar to that now like yeah 30 30-day fiance or 60-day fiance, whatever the foe of the hell that show is. Um Ultimatum,
1: they, I've heard is a new one that's like that. That's like yeah. it's not like yeah.
0: And then they have like it's a show on USA. I forget, I forget what the hell it's called, but they separate couples and they put them on separate islands with other separated couples. So it's like the man and the woman get split. And then they're put on one island, and you have a man and a woman that are split, and then the, the woman goes to the same island as the other guy, and the guy goes to the other island as the woman, and it gets, it gets very uh, – It's a very, very confusing premise.
2: Well, basically what? the whole
0: point is just testing how strong a relationship really is, and if people crack and fold under the pressure of being away from a significant other and and procreate with somebody else. Well, I mean, that Well, that wasn't the point of Wife Swap. The point of Wife Swap was, Oh, I, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying.
1: The point of that show is to show that there isn't one way to run a household and raise a family and to introduce new perspectives into people's lives. Because I, I swear, half of those families are probably like actors kind of playing it up for the camera. Cause some of that oh, absolutely. stuff, absolutely. some of that stuff is okay. very, there are very caricatures, very much, or there are caricatures of like common stereotypes that you think of, but yeah, that's besides the point. Frazier is a show that is a, it's a spinoff of cheers where Frazier crane is a psychologist or therapist. He moves to his hometown of Seattle after he gets div- divorced from his wife. So he moves from Boston to Seattle and he's a radio talk show host that does therapy on air like a call-in show that's therapy so like so, so somebody calls in with their problem and then Fraser just gives advice on the air for their
0: problems so yeah isn't that isn't that kind of what we do well not necessarily but kind we don't of. do the call-in part but the therapy part we do
1: yes and like the whole thing is that Frazier is one of those, like, basically, you know, like the, that stupid long monologue that you do about me every time I say something that's like slightly pretentious. Sure. I mean, I could do it right now if you'd like. No. Well, Frazier's that guy, essentially. And, and he's an actual doctor for once, for one thing.
0: Um, Adam. But please, yeah, Please. Please try and talk. Stop talking Stop talking down about yourself, please. I really don't appreciate that. I believe that you are a wonderful human being who is very gifted in his art of medical science. Anyway, so. And being an award winning journalist from Hofstra University who has multiple degrees, is a man of science, is a man of medical practice. And and of course is a member of the one percent who gets daily emails from the associated press. See, I don't know if Frazier does that, but anyway, so I bet Frazier gets daily emails from the Associated Press as well, like somebody I else I know.
1: Well, anyway, so it's like his life of being really like snooty and uptight. And he lives with his dad, who was a former cop, who is shot in the hip and uh, has a cane. And um, he's also with his brother, who is like even more snooty and snobby and pretentious than Frazier is. And so it's like a whole thing,
0: and they all get—it's like a sitcom. Snooty and pretentious—is that—is that what your people are like? You—you uh, you well, members, that's what they are. Members of the one percent who get daily emails from the Associated Press. No, that's that's just what they are, and there are a lot of highbrow jokes in that show as well. Do you do you by chance raise your nose to me when I'm just some shock jock that puts out columns about the, the NFL, the NFL draft, and fantasy football when you're out giving out brain surgery to people? No, no, I don't. I truly appreciate that as a man of medical science that you are. I truly appreciate that. Thank you.
1: I'm and you're an award-winning
0: that... journalist, in case I didn't mention that.
1: Anyway, it's a funny show.
2: All things considered. What if, What was
0: I watching uh, most recently? Oh, oh! I was watching, I was re-watching uh, season one, True Detectives the other night. Ooh. And really forgot how much i love that what's one of your favorite tv shows or tv seasons of all time oh it's one of my favorite yeah i was you you know so funny a funny story before we go into the mailbag i was just bored i was bored to tears i had nothing i had nothing to do and it was just after writing a column after being on podcasts all day i I was tired i'm like oh i need something I, i i need something to do i i was physically tired But my brain was on fire. Like I needed something to just wear me out. I hate when that happens. Oh, it was terrible. It's like you're
1: trying to go to sleep and you're like, I want to do a million different things all
2: at the same
0: time. Yep. Yes. I I was, it was a very precarious situation. So what did I do? Turn on True Detective. Watched three episodes and passed out. And then over the course of the next two days, I finished True Detective season one. I watched it Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night. All right. And let me tell you, I loved it just as much as I always have. Yeah, I really need to get into that. I need to watch that the, the first season. Just the first season. Yeah. You don't you don't need to watch the second, the second or the third. It's 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 very, it's very meh. It's like Westworld. It's like Westworld. You can watch the first season. The first season's fantastic. You'd love it. Second season is meh. And in the third season, you're just like, okay, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I watching this and wasting my time?
1: Yeah. It's kind of interesting because True Detective, from what I've heard from, because I took RT uh, RTVF 16 with Carl Giannarelli. Great guy. Um, True Detective. So I know about like the production of True Detective, how with like the actors busy schedules where- they really could have only done a season one with Matthew McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson. Correct. Where the su- the subsequent seasons are two different protagonists mm-hmm. in each one. Yes. So it's interesting in that, in that respect. Definitely.
0: Yeah. So the first season of true, Det- of true detective was Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. The second Season was, was that Mahershala Ali? I believe it was. And who was the other one? It was, oh, no, no, no. So that was the third season. I apologize. Third season of True Detective was Mahershala Ali. The second season was Colin Farrell and Vince Vaughn, which was. I can not see
1: good. why people don't like that. It's not good. What a weird combination. Well, listen, I would have thought that Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey were a weird combination. But Colin Farrell and
0: Vince Vaughn, it's like drawing two names out of a hat. It's like you're paired for this TV show. Agreed. Agreed. And that's exactly how it, how it, is, uh, how it is played out on camera. It is uh, not great. Not great. And then um, the guy who – the partner of Hershel L.A. in season three is a man by the name of Stephen Dorff who is in uh nothing that i can really that i recognize to be quite honest sorry season uh steven dwarf i'm uh, dwarf i'm sure you're uh, a great actor but yeah you're in you're in nothing that i recognize oh no no i do i do recognize something um leatherface leatherface i do know that was the uh I believe it was the 8th installment of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And you, don't strike me as, you don't strike me as a horror guy, Adam. No, I really am not. I'm not a huge horror fan. Nah, neither am I. Neither am I, to be fair. But The Purge? Are, are, have you seen The Purge? I have not
1: seen The Purge. They made a movie about Alone in the Dark? Oh my god. That's a video game franchise from like the 90s or 80s maybe they think we everything now, Adam. I know, but that was in 2005. So,
0: so have you have you seen
1: The Purge? You didn't answer I have not an, seen the, the right
0: question. I have not seen The Purge. Oh, The Purge is great. Uh, quite, quite honestly, without, without sounding too maniacal, I think the world would be a much better place if we had a Purge. Minus like the killing. Really? Minus the, yeah, minus the killing, yeah. Yeah, minus the killing. Isn't like that the whole point of the purge though? Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, it's the whole point. But like making making illegal things legal for 24 hours. That doesn't include killing. Okay? I mean It's just it's, a, it's it's a just a professional opinion. Not one that I'm sure will be too well received, but yeah, I don't know. Just an opinion. I'm not too crazy about there being a purge. Please, Adam. We all know you're a man of law and order. We all know that if there was a purge, People will be coming after your kind, the members of the 1%. Yeah. You opened oh, up guess, this can of worms. I'm just let you know. Just because I
1: started watching Frazier, it's a fun show. You don't even have to be like,
0: like, there are highbrow jokes. but Oh, no, no, no. Not because you watch Frazier, but because you mentioned the joke. Oh, I had no the, intention the of, monologue? Taking it, of taking it down. Yeah, the monologue. Yeah. So that's what we're calling it. Yeah, yes, the monologue. It
1: is. It is a monologue. It's dumb. I don't like it. It's amazing. You're just so fun. Anyway. Both very fun shows. True Detective and Frasier. And uh, yes. yeah.
0: Please I, watch I, I, True Detective Season 1. I beg you. Okay. And to the amazing episodes. people out there. Please. Yeah. Please. Enlighten yourself. Enlighten yourself as members of the not 1%. Watch True Detective Season 1.
1: Yeah. Actually, I got up to the Breaking Bad episode that we watched that I watched when I was in RTVF 16, which is the first where they first start like really making a business. Like Jesse and Walter start making a real business out of their out of cooking, where uh, they oh. go to a Tuco's hideout or Tuco's stronghold
2: fortress. Yes.
0: Yeah. I think you were talking. I think we were talking about the plane crash.
2: What plane crash? Whoops!
1: <laughs> Whoopsies! No, season one. This is like season one, episode six or seven.
0: Oh, oh yeah, you're, you're you're way behind. I am. Whoopsies. Well, the plane crash is is not pivotal to the uh, to the overall plot, so don't worry. Well, whatever.
1: Anyway, so it was a really good episode where you have like the montage of Jesse trying to get trying to sell the meth with the. Really upbeat music in the background.
0: Yes. <laughs> Love it. You haven't gotten to the part where Walt Jr. Starts selling meth.
1: Yeah, I shouldn't. Whenever I watch Breaking Bad clips, I should never read the comments. Because they're no. Oh, spoilers. God,
0: no. Never. Never, ever, ever. That is a sin. Every time I read the comments, like Hank did what now? Never, ever, ever. That is criminal. Dude. That is criminal, Adam. How dare you? Oh wait, actually, I think I did. Get to the part where Walter Junior
1: was selling meth, or no? It was. Uh, oh no, that was a different part.
0: What 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 are your before we go into the that because we're, we're we're killing a lot of time here. Um, what are your thoughts on Walter on Walt Junior? Let's see how how in
1: line you are with the community. Just Walter, like as a character in general, like he wasn't he hasn't been like developed yet, really. Okay,
0: so yeah, it's too early. Okay, all right. So I'll I'll ask you in like two weeks how we feel about Walter Junior.
1: Okay. Anyway, so let's get into the mailbag. Mailbag. And we have questions numbered
0: one to 11. Wow. That's a lot of questions. Yep. That's a lot of questions. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for the short, short notice mailbag, too. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yep. So pick a number from one to 11.
0: Uh, the man who scored the penalty against Manchester United, Bukayo Saka, number seven. Uh, fuck Man United. Oh, fuck Man United is right. And fuck Tottenham too. And fuck Chelsea while we're at it. And fuck Liverpool also. Oh, absolutely. Yep, I'm, 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 I'm in. I'm all aboard. If Man City
1: and Liverpool play each other in the Champions League final, I hope Man City score six goals against them.
0: No, knowing knowing you, you'll lose 1-0. Oh,
1: uh, stop it. It's true. Okay. So number
2: seven is from Alex. Do I even have to ask where Alex is from? Portland, Oregon. That's correct. Love it. Love Portland.
1: Great people. Love Portland. Shout out Portland. I love you.
2: Give us Damien Lillard.
1: Okay. So Alex asks, what are the Patriots going to do in round one? Oh, your favorite team. Is it definitely a receiver or is there something else that they could target?
2: Well, it's not definitely a receiver.
0: Receiver is one of the areas that they're looking at, but it's not. It's, it's not guaranteed it's going to be a receiver. Like there are different positions that the Patriots are looking at. They're looking at offensive line. They're looking at linebacker. They're looking at edge rusher, receiver is one of the areas that they are corner, looking corner probably. Uh, offensive line, yeah, is one is one of the positions there that they are no, also corner. looking no oh, corner. Oh, corner. I heard. I heard guard. Uh, offensive line is one of the positions. How looking, did you hear well. guard? I heard <laughs> guard. I heard guard. Come out of come out of your mouth. I just heard guard. I tra- I heard just heard as guard. Um, but they are a corner corner as well. Yeah, because of the loss of JC Jackson and then guard as well is another position that they are looking at. I mean, if you look at uh, mock drafts that are out there right now, I know Zion Johnson is a very popular um, pick going to new England because of playing at Boston college and, you know, new England being in being 30 minutes away from Boston. So in Foxborough, so the, the fit is, uh, is both certainly there, but no, I, I don't think that this is, Guaranteed to be a receiver, even though they need a receiver. I mean, they've just gone the entire offseason without getting Mac Jones on number one receiver. And, you know, when you look at the state of the AFC, you have Miami that got Tyreek Hill, the Raiders got Devontae Adams, uh, the Browns got Amari Cooper. The Patriots are going to need a receiver. And I mean, the real question is who is going to be there that they are. Going to be able to get their hands on in front of Green Bay, who they are going to be taking a receiver at some point in this draft as well, is Jamison Williams an option at 21? I've heard people that say Jamison Williams was there is no doubt locked and loaded going to the Jets, and then I've heard Jamison Williams could be there in, in the 20s if the Jets even have that pick. If the Jets even have that pick, and there will be more on that. Shortly. Yes,
1: there will. It's almost like you curated this mailbag and you know what the questions are.
0: That's- I, I do, I do know there's jets question there. That is one that I uh, definitely had a mental footprint on.
1: Well, technically there are two jets questions. If you want to, depending on how you look at one of the, one of the other ones. Huh? Okay.
0: Um, and then I would also say, uh, one more thing, just something that I've heard, uh, I've heard number one, and I have manifested number two because this is just who we're dealing with, uh, and that is the New England Patriots. Do not be surprised if there is a trade down. Well, I
1: mean, Bill Belichick this, loves to do that.
0: This is Bill Belichick. He plays chess, and we're all playing checkers.
1: I mean, yeah, at 21, I don't think the top guys are going to be there for them. if they, um, Unless they want to go with Jameson Williams because there are a lot of receiver needy teams that
0: could be looking to get receiver. The Eagles have two picks at 15 and 18. I highly doubt that Jameson Williams would get past Philadelphia. Highly doubt it
1: twice. The Alabama reunion over here. Yeah. With Jameson
0: Williams and Devonta Smith. Highly, highly doubt it. I would be stunned. Yeah. I mean, even the top 10,
1: you'd hope that the, well, who the fuck knows with the Giants, but because the Giants might be trading their highly drafted receiver. But um, if the Jets don't get Debo Samuel, I would hope that they get one of those top receivers. Um, The commanders could use a receiver. The Seahawks. Would be a, would be a great pick for them if they don't. They, go they don't need a
0: receiver though. They have so many other holes.
1: Um, Carolina, if they don't go quarterback, if they get Baker Mayfield at some somehow, then yeah, they're probably
0: going quarterback. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they don't get Baker Mayfield, there are several spots for Jameson Williams. If we're looking at it realistically, the Falcons at eight, the Jets at ten. Washington at 11, Houston at 13, and the Eagles at 15 and 18. Those are the spots. But without any teams trading up.
1: Yeah. Who do the Falcons have that
2: they're not going to be going quarterback? They have Marcus Mariota. Yeah, but. They're not going
0: quarterback. They're not. They're not. They're not high on either Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. I mean, so the only really, way they would take a quarterback yeah. is if they're reaching for Matt Corral, Matt Corral, Sam Hubbard, Desmond Ritter, or if they're trading back.
1: I mean, maybe on day two, they'll go quarterback, but I feel like it's not exactly inspiring to have a quarterback room of Marcus
0: Mariota and Philippe Franks. It's a bridge It's a bridge option for a year. If Atlanta stinks, which are pro- they probably are going to, They'll get a top pick, and next year is a much better quarterback draft than it is this year. There's no pressure for Atlanta to go, to go ahead and take a quarterback this year. None. They need a receiver, desperately, because they don't have Calvin Ridley, and their number one receiver right now is Ole, Olamide Zacchaeus. Yeah, well, you're right. <laughs> they do need a receiver. Desperately. Desperately. But they, from what I've heard, Atlanta is really zeroing in on Garrett Wilson. So Garrett Wilson could be the number one receiver taken, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of that's just injuries with Jameson Williams. Oh, James Williams didn't have the torn ACL. He'd be the number one receiver taken in this draft with these. Yeah. Well, it's Garrett Wilson and then
1: Drake London are the two guys that people are mocking in in the top 10 at this point.
0: Most. Most. Yeah. Not me, though. Not me. Yeah, uh, and I won't be telling. I won't be telling anything further because we have our mock our mock draft show this week. I wasn't going to ask you.
1: I what I was what I am going to ask you is: Are you ready to move on to the next question of the mailbag? Surely. All right, pick a number
0: one to eleven, but not seven. Oh, I'm just going to write down. I'm just going to write down seven, just to make sure I have uh, my numbers uh, taken care of. Uh, let's go for uh, one of the goal scorers against Chelsea, uh, ML Spithrow, number ten.
1: Number ten, great number. Sergio Aguero, love to see it. Uh,
0: if only, if only Sergio Aguero was as great as ML Spithrow, Dennis Bergkamp, Robin van Persie. Uh, now, actually, no, fuck Robin van Persie, fuck him.
1: Well, I agree with you on fuck Robin van Persie, but the rest of what you
0: said is blasphemous. Sergio right. Aguero is
1: phenomenal. He is one of the best goal scorers in Premier League history.
0: Dennis Bergkamp and Emil Smith-Rowe are clear of Sergio Aguero. Make that very clear. Emil smith Row is like 15. How is he clear? And he has <laughs> a legacy greater than Sergio Aguero. No. <laughs> no. Oh, I was, oh, there's a joke. There's a joke. It's a, it's a layup. It's a layup, but I'm not going to say it. It's it, it's mean. It's mean, and I do and I do like Sergio Aguero. So I'm not going to say it. He's a nice guy. Yep. Yeah.
1: Anyway, number 10 is from Freddie. Where's Freddie from? Um,
0: Freddie Peralta. He's from Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Fastball
1: Freddie. Fastball Freddie. Mm-hmm. So Fastball Freddie asks, who is the prospect out there that isn't a popular round one choice, but will be taken in
2: round one? Oh.
0: Now, is it a player that I don't have graded as a first-round pick that will be a first-round pick? Or is it a player that is consensus not being taken in the first round of mocks that I have in the first round of my mock?
1: Well, I think that, I mean, an answer that just going off of our discussion about offensive linemen you know, you could make a case that Tyler Linderbaum could be an answer for to this question. Oh, no, 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 no. Tyler Linderbaum is a first-round pick.
0: Clear. He's a top-ten prospect for me.
1: Well, yeah, but, I mean, te- he could be a top-ten prospect, but you said it yourself. Teams don't pick centers, and only
0: exclusive centers, they don't pick them that high. Wait, wait. Was the question, who is a first-round talent that won't be picked in the first round? Who is the prospect
1: that out there that isn't a, a popular round one choice, but
0: will be taking him round one. Oh, okay. Well, I think Linderbaum is a popular round one choice. Okay. Just late. Just late. Where for, for me, he's a top 10 talent. Best offensive lineman I've ever scouted. Hands down. Right. Yeah. But he's going round one in, in, in pretty much every mock that I've seen. Okay, okay. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's Linderbaum. Um, ooh, that's a really good question. I have two. I have two. I don't know. I'll say one that I know is one, but then I'll say another one that I'm not sure is one. The one that I'm not sure of is Desmond Ritter. Because he has been flying upboards, the former Cincinnati Bearcat quarterback. So, if anybody is of the uh, ilk to go and place wagers, um, the odds right now that there are more than three and a half quarterbacks taken in the first round is plus money. So, that might not be a bad uh, one to try and go and uh, and target. Because Desmond Ritter has been gaining a lot of steam. Um, Desmond Ritter is one. And then the other one that I know is not being consensus-mocked in round one. And Jake is a big fan of him, and I am as well. That's Christian Watson. Interesting. Who I think... who I think I was going to say anything else about that. I think he's definitely going to be going to one of the receiver needy teams at the back end of the first round, looking at green Bay and then two back-to-back picks by Kansas city. Even if you want, if you want to take him higher, maybe Buffalo at 25 would look in that direction, even though I don't really think they need a receiver. Um, But I think that 28 to 30 range is perfect for Christian Watson. Potentially.
1: That's a good shout. That's definitely a good shout.
0: Yeah, I'm a, this, I'm a big 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 fan of of Christian Watson. Big fan.
1: You know, this is a kind of a tough question just in the sense that there are a lot of I mean there isn't one answer for this question and there are so many options and so many players there's a lot of volatility is what I'm is what I'm trying to say. Um and and yeah, there are a lot of players that can go at the back end of the first or, or into the first. I mean, it's kind of like what we saw in uh, 2020 with like Clyde and DeAndre Swift. I mean, a lot of people were mocking um, DeAndre Swift and the back end of the first and Clyde at the top of the second. And it was reversed in the, uh, in the actual draft.
0: Jonathan Taylor was my number one ranked running back in that class. Yeah, I thought he was the first running back that was coming off the board for sure.
1: Exactly. So that's interesting. Uh, do I have one?
2: Hmm.
1: Not really. <laughs> Unfortunately,
0: yeah, I think I think mine, mine Watson is definitely mine, and then Ritter um, would be would be another one that I would, I would definitely look at as well. And then another another I'll give one more uh, while I'm at it, because I know he's been getting a lot of steam as high as being potentially a top 20 pick. That's Tyler Smith, the tackle slash guard out of Tulsa.
1: Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, and this is just me spitballing, because I have no insight on what teams are doing in the draft. But I wouldn't be shocked if a running back goes at the back end of the first. Wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Somebody like Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall or you know Tyler Algier. Tyler I, Algier will be so. I he looks so good at BYU. I watched him in person once,
0: but he he looks so good. I literally wrote a bit of a column today, talkingpointsports.com, about Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker the third today, literally today.
1: Well, there you go. Just teams. There are a lot of old guys and traditionalists in front offices where, you know, they're not going to be picking a running back with one of the first picks in like the top 10 or even the top 20, but teams that need running backs are still going to pick running backs in the first round in the back end of the first.
0: If not back end of the first very, early, very early second, the Houston Texans have a big need for a running back with no more David Johnson. there. Yes. Exactly. I literally wrote about Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker potentially going to the Houston Texas today.
2: Yeah. And
1: um, yeah. All right, moving on. Number 10 and number 7 have been taken. So 1 through 11.
0: Uh, my center back, number 4, Ben White.
1: You're going to like this question it's very simple it's from lucas
2: where's okay. lucas from lucas is from um, oslo sweden okay lucas has a two-word question
0: okay i'm, I'm afraid cowboys news question mark <laughs> I mean, what do you want to know <laughs> hey what do you what, what what do you want to know I mean,
1: what do you want to know? <laughs> Listen, I only read the words. Cowboys news?
0: Question mark. That's it. Um, That's what we got. There's so much, really. I mean, this is the okay. team that this is the team that I'm most in the know with.
1: Right. Okay. So I'll try and kind of pare down what Please we want do. to talk about with with the Cowboys. Please do. I'm begging what, you. What position do you think they're going to be looking at as a priority much in better. the
0: first round much better thank you adam um you're welcome so there are a couple of spots that dallas is going to be looking corner is one linebacker is one edge is one defensive tackle could be one but i don't think there's going to be a defensive tackle in this spot so it might be more of a uh, mid-round sort of thing that dallas goes ahead and and, uh, and tries to pull off and then the offensive line as well with both tackle and guard being of need. I've also been told that Dallas is doing their homework on Linderbaum, that Linderbaum could be the choice for Dallas at 24, and they would move Tyler Biotish to left guard because they have the whole left guard with Connor Williams leaving in free agency, cutting Lyle Collins, but Terrence Steele is going to be your right tackle, so you have the tackle spot already uh, already planned out. So they're doing their homework on Linderbaum, They've also done their homework on uh, Tyler Smith. They've done their homework on Zion Johnson. They've also dis- they've also explored the possibility of trying to move into the teens to try and select Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. Um, but there is, they're one of like eight guys on the list for Dallas, and they've also explored the, the potential of receiver as well. Christian Watson being one of the names that I've heard with Dallas uh, Traylon Burks, as well as is another one. There are, are eight or nine names on this list for Dallas that they just have not been able to figure out exactly what they're going to do. They've explored trading up. They've explored trading down. The draft is where Dallas makes their money. They, they, don't, they don't do the free agency thing. They're not in the market of going out and spending big money for other teams' players. They make their money off of the draft, whether you agree with it or disagree with it. I'm not a fan of it. But it's how Dallas has done it. They've been successful at it in terms of putting a competitive winning product onto the field, depending on what your definition of winning is, of course. There are a ton of avenues that Dallas could go with this draft. It is too early to tell um, what direction they're leaning. Obviously, it all, it all is just going to come down to what, what kind of happens with this board and where certain guys kind of fall you're gonna have guys that take tumbles for sure we're still four days away so you don't know what could happen between now and when the clock strikes eight o'clock on Thursday which by the way it's 801 so we are literally exactly four days away to the start of the to the NFL draft so there there are a ton of things that can happen with Dallas uh, I I haven't heard exactly what the plan is um, it's just that they are exploring numerous, numerous opportunities um, for Thursday.
1: Interesting. So Dallas basically is like, we're going to remake the whole events in this draft and get some pieces for the offensive line. Because really Dallas's offensive line has a couple of young pieces, but they are getting up there in age. You know, yeah. Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin.
0: Well, Travis Fair- Frederick is long gone. Bye, bye.
1: That's what I'm saying. They're all either old or not there anymore. Yeah, shows how much I know about the Cowboys' offensive line. I, when you were talking about Linderbaum, I was like, oh yeah, we were a good replacement for Travis Frederick, who is retired.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it would just move Biotic to to left guard if if that is what they are, what they're going to do. And hey, hey, if if Dallas were to go ahead and take Linderbaum, oh, take just take take my salt right now. I would be thrilled. It would be thrilled. I think a lot of teams would be thrilled if their team takes Linderbaum, if they don't have, if they have a need for center, obviously. I know one that has a real need for center and that's where Linderbaum will be mocked. I I think I, I, I cheer for them. Oh, well, maybe it's the the easiest. It's the easiest selection of the mock that I've done so far. The easiest one is where Linderbaum will, will end up. Okay. Just a little tease.
2: Yeah, the
1: Cowboys are interesting just because there are a lot of different directions that they can go into.
0: I'm either going to be really, really upset with what Dallas does in the first round, or I'm going to be thrilled. There's no in between. Yeah, Dallas can do all the things that you just
1: said, or they can just be like, fuck it, we're taking another receiver.
0: Yep, and I wouldn't be surprised that's the way they go. I really wouldn't. Yeah. Now, if it's Christian Watson? I'd be thrilled. If it's Traylon Burks, I would not be happy. Well, you know, you do know where Jerry Jones went to college. Oh, I do, and that's the problem. I have a bet with Jake that if the the Cowboys take Traylon Burks, a I'm I'm well aware, I have to create another fucking league, and B, I have to cover Jake's fees for said league. (laughs) I am on my knees. I'm begging. It's a, a fine banking. Please.
1: I don't need more leagues. Yeah. I mean, literally most of what Jerry does business wise is because somebody had to, like sugar shook, shook hands with somebody who went to the university of Arkansas or they went themselves to the university of Arkansas. See Johnson comma Jimmy.
0: Hey, that guy, that guy won us some Super Bowls. So, he did. I'm just saying. Love Jimmy. Love Jimmy. We've we even had our our new Jimmy Johnson in 30 years. We're still looking for him. Yeah, it's
1: funny because uh, Miami. Every time Miami played Oklahoma, it was the battle of two future Cowboys
0: coaches. True. True. Barry. Barry and JJ. Yep. All right, enough about the Cowboys. A future battle of Cowboys Super Bowl winning coaches. Just want to put that out there. Yeah. Okay. Just I mean Barry won a Super Bowl with Jimmy's team,
2: but besides the point. Next
1: question. So we have four, seven, and ten have all been taken.
0: Uh, Let's go with... Go with the other member of the center back union six Gabrielle number six
1: number six is from Christian where's Christian from
2: mm, Christian is from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina interesting okay so
1: Christian you might not like this question uh, just fair warning oh boy it actually does mention you by name which is fun so, oh it does yeah oh, what's up christian what's up so christian asks i know bird is a big fan of tyler linderbaum oh yes is... i am <laughs> but if he is all that why is he not projected to go until late
0: first round very simple because he's a center yep because he's a center and he offers no position versatility which is something that every nfl team craves. well especially on the offensive line Correct, you, and the you, defensive you, line, frankly, yeah, you you can't take and play playing a guard. He is not a guard. He's not a tackle. You no, know, he's an out and out center. I think most NFL teams,
1: like most offensive linemen, like they expect you to be able to, because, like, really, you're ideally you're too deep at each position on the offensive line. Ideally, yeah but most situations I can speak from experience watching a certain team that wears green and sometimes black um, when your offensive line depth is, shall we say shot to hell tested, tested, tested. You need guys that can step up and play in multiple positions.
0: Sure. Sure. I think that's the new wave of offensive linemen that we're seeing. I mean, look at, my number one overall player in this draft is Icky Aquano. Icky Aquano can play either tackle or guard. He offers that versatility. Whereas a guy like Evan Neal, for example, he's an out-and-out tackle. You could put him at left, you can put him at right, but he's an out-and-out tackle. Linderbaum is a center. That's it. You put him at center, you have a center there for the next 10, 15 years. Yeah. But, teams, so you- but teams just don't they don't value center. Look, at, Just look at Cesar Ruiz. From a couple of years ago. Cesar Ruiz was a consensus top 15, top 20 overall ranked player. And I believe that was a 2018 draft, 2018, 2019. And he fell all the way to 24 and new Orleans had to trade up to get him. Yep. Which is what could happen with Linderbaum. Right. And I I wouldn't be shocked because he is a good player.
1: Like he's a great player. Teams will trade up or trade back into the first round potentially even to uh, to get him. They you know, will
0: attempt to. I can guarantee that.
1: To use a baseball analogy, uh, center or offensive linemen are basically like outfielders nowadays.
0: I don't know if I could say this. I'm going to anyway, and I'll accept the ramifications that come with it. Um, I know for a fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars want to trade back into the first round to get Bell
2: wouldn't shock me. I mean, they need to protect
0: Trevor Lawrence. And if they're not, they're not going to do that at number one, they have to do it at some point. And why not get a guy that could be your center for the next 10, 15 years? Not yep. to mention be a team captain. Yep. I mean, you need that center as a building block. The foundation for a football team starts with your offensive line.
1: You, the center is the offensive. quarterback of the offensive line.
0: Correct. Offensive defensive lines. That it's is like, where the foundation of a team is built. You
1: know, your core position players are the, the guys that call plays and make sure your team uh, plays as the best it can. Is inside linebackers, centers, and quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Those are the guy. Well, centers might not have green dots on their helmets, but they're very important to how an offensive line blocks and how the scheme is. Bang on. All right, so we have four, six, seven, ten off the board.
0: Martin Odegaard, eight. Number eight. Signing of the season. Signing of the season. 29 million pounds from Real Madrid.
1: Number eight is from Michael. Where's Michael from?
0: Michael Martin. Pretty close. Pretty close. Michael is from... Uh, Rocky Point, New York. Michael asks,
1: "Who are the most overhyped and least hyped prospects in Round One?"
0: Oh God, this is a fun question. I mean, there's so many overhyped. It's crazy. Yeah, um, I, I I could just pick one. I think that that is what it is. Shit. I mean, you could you could pick multiple. Why um not? Nah, I'll just stick. I'll stick with one. Uh, overhyped is Trayvon Walker by a lot. I just don't get it with him. And underhyped, underhyped. I will say is, would I say he's underhyped,
2: even though he's going top the like, top ten.
0: Hmm. Under hype, they'll say Kyle Hamilton. Really? Well, I think it's just because. Because of the plays. position he plays. Yep. I was going to say, yeah, but I, I, I think he can play, he can play linebacker. He could play defensive end. He could play corner. He could play safety. You, you could put him anywhere and he will succeed. It doesn't really matter where you put him.
1: Yeah. And. I think teams might be afraid of either having a Jamal Adams situation where you spend a, a premium pick on a non-premium position or an Isaiah Simmons situation where you're a jack of all trades and a master of none. You don't, you know, you can play all of these positions, but you're not you don't excel
0: at any of them. Uh see, but Kyle Hamilton excels at just about all of them. Kyle Hamilton's a top a top five prospect. Well, that's for not me what I'm in, saying in this yeah. draft.
1: That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that teams are afraid that at the next level. Okay, sure. It can be like that.
0: Sure. But yeah. there, I, for for me, there are no concerns with Hamilton and the fact that he's not being talked about as as a consensus top ten pick is downright ludicrous to me. He he will not make it past the Baltimore Ravens, and that's not. That's not like leaking information or anything. That's just my own gut. He screams Baltimore Raven. It's crazy.
1: So, there are two ways to get a Jets fan to punch you in the face at, at around this time of year. The first one is to say that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Tom Brady's greatest quarterback of all time. If I could fly 2,000 miles to Huntington, New York to punch you in the face, I would. The second way to get a Jets fan to punch you in the face is to say that the
0: Jets should take Kyle Hamilton at, at four. They should not take Kyle Hamilton at four. They should consider him at 10. Yeah. But no way in hell should they should they take him at four. Unless, unless. Things happen. Kayvon Thibodeau is not there. Then, yeah. Then maybe there's a debate to be had.
1: Well, I think that, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Hold on. Yep, we'll get there will we get there? potentially. Okay. depends on what it depends on what number you pick. okay.
0: all right, Then I'll uh then I'll leave it on I'll leave it untouched.
1: yeah. all right. so 10 8 7 6
0: 4 are all off the board. this is out of 11, correct? yes. um we we'll go with uh, the form- former man who wore number 11 for my club Mesodozo. 11.
1: So eleven is from Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Johnny. See, this is why we're friends. We thought the exact same thing. No, we are. We are work husbands. Anyway, where's Johnny from? Uh, Boulder, Colorado. All right. Go Buffaloes. Go Buffaloes. Johnny asks, "What are your best and worst case scenarios for your teams during round one?" (laughs)
2: Are we being realistic?
0: Well, because the best either, case scenario would be Dallas trades up and takes Icky Aquano, but well, that's the, not realistic. The best case scenario is that the Jets have only one
1: pick in the first round because they traded one of those picks for either A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, or Debo Samuel.
0: And somehow with the one pick that they get, they get they, they, still, they, ma- get they still manage to get Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah
1: because Jacksonville's like fuck this. We're not picking. Jacksonville, Detroit and Houston all pass on their draft and on their draft picks and the
0: Jets just get Aiden Hutchinson. And that's the best Detroit, case scenario. And Detroit and Houston trade out to New Orleans and Carolina who trade up and get Belique Willis and Kenny Pickett. Okay, let's let's get let's be grounded in reality for a second. I do, I do apologize if anybody's hearing the loud banging that's coming through. Um, there's nothing I can really do about that. There are fireworks outside. So if that is coming through, which I don't know if they are, I apologize. Someone got married. Someone just made the worst decision in their life. Terrible. Those poor people.
1: Fireworks on a random day in April. So Sunday night. I guess, yeah.
0: Sunday night, people get married.
1: So realistically, I mean, realistically, I think at least one team could trade into the top five ahead of the Jets and pick a quarterback.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And I've if, heard agreed. I've heard that Carolina, New Orleans, and Pittsburgh have done their homework to trade into the top five and have they've contacted all teams in the top five gauging prices to potentially trade in. Today. I mean, even or the not. Jets themselves could trade back.
1: I don't know yeah. if they would want to, but they could. I've heard it. I've heard
0: ten is more likely than four. Yeah. Well, four, four is would, a... four would not be a surprise if Thibodeau is not there. If yeah. we're being realistic,
1: and frankly, if a team trades up into one or two or one two or three to pick a quarterback, then it's likely that Thibodeau could be there at four.
0: Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. I would even maybe go as far as to say it would be almost a guarantee that Thibodeau would be there at four or even Trayvon Walker, who the jets do like. Yeah. I'm not a fan, but that's a, that's a conversation for Thursday. Yes.
1: So best case scenario for the jets is that they either get their wide receiver of the future whether it be somebody who is an established NFL player or somebody like Jameson Williams or Drake London.
0: What's your best case scenario? Who would you want out of the three? Well, out of the three prospects or out of of name, established receiver, Jameson Williams or Drake London, who would be the guy who I'd rather have a named
1: established receiver.
0: And who would that guy be?
1: Probably AJ Brown.
0: Okay. Not going to happen, but okay.
1: Not gonna happen. I'm just this is why it's a best case scenario.
0: Okay. And
1: And then and they either get an offensive guard building block in Ike Iquanu or Evan Neal, or they get Kevin Thibodeau.
0: Best case for Dallas would be that Kyle Hamilton falls all the way down to them because he's a safety and Dallas takes him. He won't but that would be best-case scenario. more realistic best-case scenario would be Jermaine Johnson falls all the way to them. And Dallas gets their edge rusher in Jermaine Johnson. Who I like. Who I like. I don't love him, but I like him. I I think he'd be good value for Dallas at 24.
1: My worst-case scenario for the Jets is that...
0: I mean, you've been living for a worst-case scenario for the last, what, five years?
1: Yeah, well, in this draft... The worst case scenario is that the first picks are like it's Hutchinson. just don't
0: turn their cards in.
1: No, that's not the no, the actual worst case. The, the realistic worst case scenario is that um, the first three picks are like Hutchinson, Thibodeau, Neal or Equanu, and the Jets just light their card on
0: fire. See, I don't think that would be a worst case scenario though for the Jets, because they would just take Trayvon Walker. Like for me personally, worst case would be Hutchinson, Walker, Thibodeau. Because yeah. then the Jets are really stuck in a pickle because they spent a ton of money on their offensive line already. So I mean they could take a quanu, they could, but then more than likely someone is gonna have to get moved and it would probably probably be Makai Becton that gets moved, which I don't know if a lot of Jets fans would love that. I, w- I wouldn't. I think it's too early to give up on Makai Becton. I completely agree. They could take Sauce Gardner, but I know for a fact that the Jets don't value cornerbacks that highly, nor do they value high-end secondary talents that early. Trust me, I have I've been a Jets fan for
1: all of Joe Douglas's tenure. He does not he couldn't give two fucks about corners. He's like, just
0: throw anybody in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's a very fair argument to make. Or they reach too high for someone like Jermaine Johnson.
1: Yeah. Well, I think another worst case scenario is that the Jets just don't like they end up being scared of Jameson Williams's medicals or something and they
0: just don't pick him at 10. Yeah, that'd be bad. That would be bad. But every, everything that I've heard is that most most like 97% of the teams have okay Williams. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to be an issue unless the Jets are one of the 3%, which they're the Jets, so it wouldn't surprise me. Well, listen, I wasn't alive when, the,
1: when these two things happened, but the Jets did draft Ken O'Brien and Kyle Brady over two guys who ended up having some pretty good careers named Warren Sapp and Dan Marino.
0: True. Very true. Yeah. Maybe the Jets will make that mistake again, but everything I've heard is that the Jets are very 50-50 on Jameson Williams and Drake London.
1: That- the Jets also drafted Calvin Pryor over literally anybody
0: else mm-hmm. who, in a very stacked 2014 draft class. That's true. That is true. Worst case scenario for Dallas is Traylon Burks. They they select Traylon Burks Thursday. I'm coming on here. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be an ugly scene. Well, considering that you're going to be out like 50 bucks
1: and also <laughs> yep. a, lo- a large portion of your free time, Yep. In making
0: making your fantasy league. Well, guess what? I mean, the free the free time for the most part is gone. So yeah. I... what is what does one more league fucking mean anyway? Yeah, Burks Burks would be a nightmare. I, I would not be happy. And I can tell you right now, Thursday, Thursday will be a must-listen to podcast. I mean, Thursday will be be a must-listen to podcast anyway. But yeah, Thursday would be um, not good, not good if Traylon Burks is uh, is the pick for Dallas, and I I'm about ninety nine percent certain it's not going to be.
1: Yeah, the worst case scenario for the Jets is Calvin Pryor over Ha Ha Clinton Dix and Jason Ferret. because that's the, that's the situation that happened. Fair, yeah. Fair. Literally everybody got good players out of that draft except for the Jets. The Jets got Quincy and No More, and that's about it. Smallest violin. Smallest violin. I'm aware. Okay, so we have nine, five, three, two,
0: and one left. He's a Frenchman, he's a number nine. Number nine, he plays for Ross snow in red and white. Scoring goals is what he does best, and he goes by the name of Lacazette. Number nine. Number nine is from Derek. Where's Derek from? Uh, ju- 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 Paris, France.
1: Okay, Derek asks, if you had to bet who the third quarterback taken is outside of Pickett and Willis, who would it be? Desmond Ritter. I think it's Matt Corral.
0: Not a bad shout. Not think, a bad shout. Everything that yeah. I'm hearing, though, is that Ritter is
1: just flying. Listen, I love Desmond Ritter. I might get in trouble with my brother in law if he even listens to this podcast because he went, he's a Bearcat alumnus. But well, your brother in law will love me then. Yeah. Desmond looks amazing, but, you know, it's SEC, It's a, guy, a quarterback who plays in the SEC, a high, high, uh, higher-touted prospect, e- even coming out of high school, Matt Corral. With massive medical red flags.
0: Yeah, well, you know, teams don't give a shit about that. Uh, not what I hear with Corral. <laughs> That's a quarterback. That's a quarterback that has a banged-up day. That is uh, not good. I've heard some teams have said, okay, some teams have not. Whereas Ritter, Ritter floored teams in the interview process. And he tested pretty well, too. So you combine tested well with good kid. That's a valuable, valuable formula to make well, yourself yeah, he definitely
1: had millions of dollars qualities at Cincinnati. You know, he was a, I'm pretty sure he was the captain. At, he was, he was at uh, Cincinnati, but let's be real here. Wonderlic scores don't really
0: are, aren't indicative of future NFL success. Oh no, it wasn't. even It wasn't even that. I mean, I don't even, I don't, I, I well the WonderLick scores. I mean, I, I don't care quite frankly. He just spoke well. He showed that he is really, really smart. He showed that he's a good kid, possesses great leadership traits. Everyone at Cincinnati talked very highly of him. Everything that I've heard about Desmond Ritter is that he's just going to be a great fit into whatever locker room that he walks into. And it's the same thing with Matt Corral. I'm not saying that Corral's a bad kid or anything, but the medicals with Corral, it's just a massive, massive red flag. Whereas Ritter, from everything that I've gathered, there are a lot of teams that the only red flag with Ritter is that's just it's really one year of true success. Well, he was which good. Is the problem. He he was
1: good he in twenty twenty. Problem. He he wasn't since Andy Bearcats in the playoffs good, but the Bearcats were still a very very good team. They won a conference championship. They were in the yeah. conversation. Yeah, for sure. And it wasn't just the defense. Desmond Ritter was very solid. He's a solid starter for most of his four or five years that he was at Cincinnati.
0: The difference is 2020, they were not a nationally recognized name. 2021, they were in the college football playoff.
1: Well, arguably they should have been in the playoff in 2020.
0: Very fair. fair. But that's a conversation for a different day. I I personally would take Ritter over Corral. Right now, corrals tape for me was just okay. Okay. It didn't wow me. It didn't wow me like I thought it was going to.
2: It's interesting to,
1: because we see this a lot where quarterbacks outside of like the, even like, yeah, quarterbacks, you never know what order because teams could just, especially with quarterbacks, teams could just fall in love with a guy. Absolutely. It's 100% right. But yeah, I mean you're right. I think it's it's a dead heat between Ritter and uh Corral. I,
0: mean, I don't else? think it's a dead heat. I, th- I think well, Ritter, I, mean, I think Ritter is clear. What I mean Corral. to say is
1: it's either one, it's it's one or the other.
0: Yes. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. It's one or the other.
1: Cause I don't think Sam Howell or Carson Strong or Bailey Zap is gonna be going oh. that high.
0: Carson Strong. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I love car I love me some Carson Strong. Love me some Carson Strong. Yeah, okay. Not first round high, but love Carson Strong. Everybody's got bad knees. So we're the we're the bad knee gang.
1: You can you so you can really empathize. I can really empathize with
0: Carson Strong. Yes, I can. Yep. All right. So as my knees are screaming at me right now.
1: Well, then we will make this quick. So five,
0: three, two, one. Uh, the best Scottish left back in the Premier League. Kieran Tony.
1: Number three. Oh. Number three is from Like Jack. you needed to ask.
0: I did. I didn't know. Adam you need to be doing your homework on the best left back in the Premier League. Best Scottish player of all time, João Cancelo. Oh, please, you're out of your mind. He doesn't even play left back. Yes, he does. <laughs> Didn't play left back against Watford. Well, Pep is weird like that. That was Zinchenko. Yeah. KT well, is do- KT is clear of Zinchenko. Ah,
1: how dare you? The slander against my boy Alex Zinchenko. Go ask. Go ask
0: one um, Conor McGregor whose favorite footballer is. Well, you're pretty shocked if you would say Alexander Zinchenko. Oh no, it is it is not uh, Alexander Zinchenko. Let me see if I let me see if I could find it. Read um read read the question. What's well, the question now? Have... Well, so the question is from Jack, and you haven't even
1: told me where Jack is from.
0: Uh, Jack is from. Uh... Jack is from. Glasgow,
2: Scotland. All right then. Jack asks,
1: "What are the Giants planning to do with five and seven?
0: Hold on. Hold on, Jack. I apologize. I, I just need to. Uh, I need to uh, give everybody some culture here. I, I, I truly apologize that the sound quality is terrible. I'm going to take the risk with this one, but this is just what needs to be. Uh, that needs to be sent out there to the people. I need to take my. Uh, my 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 cover off for uh, for this. This is this is from a great poet, from a great guy known as uh, Conor McGregor. Who is your favorite player and uh,
2: which player you admire the most? Like nowadays and maybe in the past. You know, nowadays nowadays there's a young guy, Kieran Tierney. He, he was the captain of Celtic Football Club and he recently signed with Arsenal. He's been a phenomenal supporter of mine. He's been supporting me over years. And he's rose up. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal football player. Check him out. He recently just signed with Arsenal. I am in conversation with him. He's a great guy, a good, a good kid, and I'm, and, and I'm rooting for him.
0: Isn't that just beautiful, Adam? Well, it's something. You didn't think you'd be hearing a little soundbite from, uh, from Conor McGregor tonight, did you? No, I didn't. Well... What could I, what could I say? Conor McGregor. Hopefully that a, came through. Uh, Conor McGregor is a big supporter of, uh, of of my guy of my guy KT Kieran Tierney. Yes.
1: Well, he is Scottish.
0: Yeah. Well, or wait, is no, is he? He is Scottish. Or Kieran, is he Irish? Kieran Tierney is 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 Scottish, but Conor McGregor is Irish. Yes.
1: That's why I was like, wait. That's why I kind of doubted myself a little bit. So I apologize. What was the question? The question is what are the Giants planning to do at picks 5 and 7?
0: Um so there are a couple avenues that I think the Giants are going to try and explore. I am shocked that they have they have not been linked more with Iki Aquanu. Um I don't know why, but then again, this is the Giants, so that I'm not particularly surprised. Hey, they it's a new regime. To... Give them a break. Absolutely not. The Giants, absolutely no chance. They have been linked with Evan Neal. They've been linked with Charles Cross. If they select Charles Cross, oh, good God almighty. Giants fans, if they select Charles Cross, don't listen to the podcast on Thursday. Just don't do it. That's going to be a really dumb pick. Don't do it I will absolutely eviscerate your team live on the air. You know what? I'll even make it an ultimatum for everybody. If your team selects Charles Cross Thursday night, don't listen to the podcast. Just don't. Don't do it. You, Adam, I'm not even going to save you a question. I'm going to save you a question because I am such a nice guy. Don't ask me what the worst pick of the night is if Charles Cross is taken in round one. Thank you for that. You're welcome. You're quite welcome. Um, but those are the two names that Giants are looking at. Uh, they also are looking at Sauce Gardner at Corner, which I completely understand they have the a need for a corner whether or not they keep or release James Bradbury. so sauce Garner could be the immediate or future successor to Bradbury in the secondary for the Giants. I do think though that the Giants are definitely gonna explore a trade down at some point just to accumulate more picks because they need they, they need a lot. this is going to be a long rebuild for the Giants. So I think the more picks that they can get, the better. So I really would not mind to see the Giants trade down, maybe get a pick in the early teens for a team that wants to trade up for a quarterback, maybe Seattle, maybe maybe Baltimore wants to trade up for somebody. Philadelphia maybe would want to trade up. Um, The Steelers from 20 the saints. There's so many opportunities that the giants could take to trade down, especially if they can get a first round pick in the teens and then a first round pick next year. Yes. And more. Yeah. You go ahead and do that. Absolutely. Without a doubt. You go, you go ahead and do that. Um, So I think a trade down could be a real option for, for the giants. But if I had to put my money on what I think the giants would do, offensive line has got to be an avenue that they, that they explore in this draft. Um, but the name I just keep hearing with the Giants is, is Sauce Gardner.
1: I agree with you on just about everything that you just said, because the Giants do need an offensive line help. Like they need, they need another tackle to pair with Andrew Thomas, frankly. And a guard. And a guard. Opposite, and a uh, Will Hernandez.
0: Will Hernandez is gone. Oh, that's true. Never mind. They, they need well, they, a guard. They need a guard. They need they another need, tackle. They, they need center. They need corner. Yep. They, they need, need another linebacker. They, they need another edge rusher to pair with Aziz Lari. They could probably do with an interior defensive lineman as well. They need help everywhere. Yep. Yeah, then, There really is no, no pick for the Giants. That would be a bad pick necessarily. So basically it's BPA for the Giants. Yeah, yeah, kind of,
2: kind of, kind of. Because no team really
0: does BPA anymore, except for the Ravens.
2: Well, Dave Gettleman did.
0: Yeah, but Dave Gettleman isn't there anymore. The fossil, I'm just saying the fossil. The fossil is long gone. If, and I su- And what success did that bring to the Giants? Literally none. BPA. Literally none. Nope. Nope. I, my money on it. I would say Sauce Gardner would be one of the picks, and then more than likely, I would say I would say a trade down unless there's someone there for the Giants that they absolutely 100 love. Yeah, I agree. All
1: right, so we have one,
0: two, five. Uh, let's go with uh, Burned Lano, number one. Number one is from Kyle kyle hi kyle hey kyle
1: where is kyle from northport new york of course of course Jake's. love kyle
0: love kyle what a guy i don't shout, shout out kyle i miss kyle love kyle what a guy I might, might be playing golf with him uh, in a couple of weeks no way tell him i say yeah. hi yeah i will still kyle, talk i uh, Ka- still talk to kyle burn all the time really that's it yeah. that's kind of funny one of my favorite human beings in the world. I love Kyle. He's fantastic. Uh, Kyle asks,
1: any update on what the Jaguars are going to do at one? Hutchinson or a trade down? I would be so interested to see what that package is if they trade down for one from one.
0: <sighs> Me too. And I'm afraid that if they do trade out from one, The package will not be significant enough for what a number one pick return should be because it is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And And can go
1: wrong, will go wrong. Well, I mean, Trent Balkey is a fucking idiot.
0: So he yeah, he is also very afraid of public perception of what may happen if Jacksonville does not get an appropriate return for one or takes anybody other than Hutchinson. So that is fascinating to me.
1: That's very interesting considering that he, he seemingly has no shame in signing Christian Kirk to that contract and fucking up the entire receiver market. For Bingo.
0: The, <laughs> the smart pick for them, regardless of what anybody else would say is Evan Neal or Iki Aquanu. Protect Trevor Lawrence it is not that difficult
1: i mean they're not an edge rusher away from no. being
0: a good team no protecting trevor lawrence and actually giving him time to show that he can make the throws is what will make jacksonville a potentially appealing team in the future an edge rusher doesn't do that and as much as i'm an i'm an aiden hutchinson guy I'm sorry, he just, he, he he doesn't put Jacksonville over the hump. Yeah. You know, nor does he promise the same level of consistency slash success as someone like Evan Neal or Icky Aquana would.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting looking at the other recent times that edge rushers were taken with the first overall pick. I can think of two. Mario Williams. Yep. And he was, Miles, a, he was a success. Yes. And Miles Garrett who is also both. a success. Both were successes. But you could make cases both times that there were players who play more premium positions, you know, quarterbacks, let's say, that the, that the Texans or the Browns could have picked at those picks. Where, you know, the Texans could pick Vince Young. Vince Young probably would have gotten murdered in Houston. Uh, he would have. But you know, with the the pedigree and the hype surrounding Vince Young coming out of Texas, it would have made sense at the time. And the Browns, they could have taken Deshaun Watson, future notwithstanding, or Patrick Mahomes. I mean Patrick, I was gonna Mahomes, say Patrick Mahomes. Well, I don't know if Patrick Mahomes would be as successful if he went to a bad team to start, to start. I think. Having That's Andy Reid and Alex Smith as a men- as mentors really helped Patrick Mahomes turn- become the quarterback that he is today. He would have been okay. He would have been good. He would have been like Baker Mayfield probably. He was in a great situation. He was in a great situation.
0: Yeah, he was in a great and situation.
1: It helped him grow as a quarterback. I think if throwing somebody like Patrick Mahomes into the fire in Cleveland where they didn't have anything, um, it just wouldn't have worked.
0: I'm just doing a little research on this 2017 draft, uh, just for just for fun. Uh the Jets at, 70, about at 79 took our Darius Stewart, oh. and then at 84, the Buccaneers took a man by the name of Chris. Chris Godwin. Godwin. I know. I know. And the
1: Lions took Kenny Galladay at 96. Fascinating. Mike McKagnon is so fucking bad at his job.
2: He is so bad. Hey, could have been worse.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Yeah, How how much worse?
0: Uh, You could have been the Carolina Panthers that took Curtis Samuel over Cooper Cup. Ooh. Or the Pittsburgh Steelers that took Juju Smith-Schuster over Cooper Cup. Yeah, that draft was... Well, <laughs> before we move on to the next uh, next couple of questions in the mailbag, I'll just read out these. I'll read out the three successive running back picks of the 2017 draft. Let me know which one missed. At 41 overall, Dalvin Cook. At 48 overall, Joe Mixon. And then at 67 overall, Alvin Kamara. Wow. And then at 86 overall was Kareem Hunt.
2: Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Our uh, Darius Stewart.
1: Terrible. I barely even remember our Darius Stewart playing for the Jets. That's how terrible a pick that was. Insignificant of a pick that was.
0: Yeah. He was from Alabama, too. Yep, He was a wide receiver from Alabama. Usually death taxes and Alabama receivers paying out. Just didn't happen.
2: Nope. Unfortunately.
1: Let me see if the Dallas Cowboys have any notable misses in this draft.
2: 2017. I don't think so. I don't think so. Not that I can recall at least. Um, hmm.
1: Well, the Cowboys could have taken Kenny Galladay in the third
0: round. They picked Jordan Lewis at 92 at 92. Okay, Jordan Lewis has been, a, has been has been a good corner. I don't look at I don't look at misses as one position over the other. I look at who took same position but just took the wrong guy.
2: That's how I look at a miss.
0: Well, I'll have to get back to you on this. So, cause... like, so like the you know, the Browns taking Miles Garrett over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. That's not a well, miss. Because the Browns took defensive end.
1: What it is is the Bears taking Mitch Trubisky
0: over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun. That's a miss. That's a big miss. I wouldn't consider what Dallas did to be a miss, personally. Uh,
2: Let's see. Dallas took. Ooh, you're fishing
0: now. I am fishing. I was gonna say Taco Charlton because that was your Dallas's first yes. round pick. Yes, that's the one I'm thinking of. Taco Charlton over TJ Watt. Yes. That's a miss. Yeah. That's a miss. But that's that's one you don't need you don't need to alert me on because I I was saying all along throughout the draft process, TJ Watt should have been the guy. But they didn't do it. Because Jerry, of course, wanted a guy that's I that was called literally called Taco to be playing football for the Dallas Cowboys in the state of Texas
1: for the advertising.
0: Yep. And it worked not on the football field, but for the advertising dollars, it worked.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, also for the, uh, the Falcons taking tack McKinley over TJ watt.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's a bad one.
1: Uh, the Raiders taking Gary on Conley over Tradavius white.
0: <sighs> no, that's bad. No, that's 24, bad.
1: 24 to 27 Gary on Conley to mm-hmm. Tradavius white. Anyway, so that, I'm going to just go down this rabbit hole forever. So let's talk about our next question, which is our last question, or actually we have two and five. Yeah, I was going to say we have two more. We have two and five, uh, two or five.
0: Uh, Thomas Partey, number five.
1: Number five comes from Will. Where's Will from? Hello, Squillian.
2: Uh, Will is from...
0: Baku, Azerbaijan.
1: Interesting. Very specific.
0: Run away! Run away! Going to Baku! Run away! How we get there, we don't know. How we get there, we don't care. All I know is we're on our way. Yep. Unfortunately, we don't talk about, or
1: you don't talk about what happened
0: no. in that game. Oh no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> but I am, I am very, very, very happy for where I am right now. What he said yeah. Real is incredible stuff, and I hope to God they beat Liverpool.
1: Oh God, the literally, Vill- Villarreal and Man City in the UCL final would just be Wigan Man City all over again. And I hate it. I, I hate won't, it. So I, much. Won't
0: be, I want Vi I want real to win the entire damn thing. That'd be amazing. I'm all aboard the yellow submarine. And my man Unai Emery, come on, Adam. You want to give us? Do you want to give us a nice little uh, nice little greeting? It is it is uh, dark out here, so you can give me a little Unai Emery greeting. Well,
1: it's not dark out in Utah yet because it's only 6:48. Uh, but I can give you a good evening <laughs> for for all the people here.
0: I you did that. That was very clever. That was very clever. I, I like that. You gave me a nice little good evening. Yeah, well, that's what... Isn't that what you wanted me to do? Of course. Of course. Come on now.
1: Good evening. So, Will from Baku, Azerbaijan. Good evening, Will. Yes. He asks, will Debo Samuel be moved before the draft? No. mm well, frankly, if he's moved after the draft or if he's not moved before the draft, that tanks his... Like, the return is not going to be as good because there's a lot more mystery involved if you do that deal after the draft because you don't know where those picks are
0: going to lie. I don't think San Francisco is necessarily inclined to move him at all. No. That's just That's just my... By- well, when he when he thinking. demanded a trade, though, allegedly. That's a fixable situation, though. It's very fixable. Have Kyle Shanahan go to him and say, you want to be an out-and-out receiver? Okay, that's cool. Here's your number. Done. It's kind of interesting, though, because he wants to be an out-and-out receiver,
1: but he had his best season when he was a combination of receiver and running back.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not a money thing with Devo Samuel. He was offered exactly what he wanted by San Francisco, and he just said no. So it was a fundamental, systematic issue that he has San Francisco that can be fixed. Yeah, but that offense won't be the
1: same if Debo Samuel isn't running out of the backfield, isn't taking handoffs or tosses out of the backfield.
0: Hey, Jake and I's guy, Brandon Ayuk, to the moon, Debo Samuel is traded. Absolutely. Hey, I like Brandon Ayuk as well. You do like Brandon Ayuk. You're a fan. You are a fan. Yeah, he's Um, great. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I think they hold on to Debo.
1: They probably do, but I'm just saying as far as the return, it's just not going to be as good if they do it after the draft.
0: Hmm. I don't know. I kind of disagree. I think it really depends on how well Debo plays his cards and how hard he plays them, too. he plays them hard, then yeah, it won't be as good. Well, if he plays them hard, then maybe it
1: doesn't really matter. That's true. I mean, the Jets still only have – after this year, the Jets will only have one first-round pick again.
0: Yep. I think there's a real chance that Debo has moved maybe during. I don't know about before. Unless there is an offer that is just unbelievable that San Francisco has to take it. Yeah. Which is what they are looking for. I think which makes it mention something along the lines of trading one of the second round picks in the third for Debo. They're not accepting that. There's no way.
1: They, that is way too low for
0: like Debo Samuel, they hold him in such high regard in San Francisco. Correct. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a package a package that is similar to what Green Bay and Kansas City got for Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. That is a package of picks that includes a first rounder.
1: Yeah. And it's crazy that Tyreek Hill, if he had chosen, if he had chosen correctly, he could have gone for not a he could he could have gone for just a second second and third round picks.
0: Yep, which would have been silly. Yes. So he made the right choice for Kansas City.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I th- I think D bill will probably get moved either before or during. I agree with you. Or just during dur- during the draft.
0: I think during. I think during is probably the more likely uh, outcome. If he gets moved at all, but I-, I think he stays. But if you know his agent
1: or himself, you know, like if they start turning up the heat on San Francisco, then and that we'll is a staying. much that
0: is a different story.
1: Right. Exactly. But we don't know that. That's all speculation.
0: Correct. Yep.
1: All right. Well, number two, our final question is from Derek Jeter. Yes. Derek Jeter, Kyle Walker,
0: Derek Jeter. Anyway, Kyle Walker is ex that club. I don't appreciate that club right now. Brentford. We love Brentford. Great club. Brentford. Oh yeah. Well, great club. Uh, what about
1: Sheffield United? That's where Kyle Walker is really from.
0: Fuck Sheffield United. No, 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 no. We love Sheffield United. Aaron Ramsdale is ex-Sheffield ex United. He's ex-Blade. Yeah, we love Sheffield United. Great club. We love Aaron Ramsdale. Future angle number one. It's coming home. So, yeah,
1: number two. Also, Raymond Felton. Don't forget. Raymond Felton. Point guard for the Knicks. Oh, that
0: he's number two. Oh, I think yeah. we're. I think we I think we're talking about. Uh, we about Sheffield United. I was. I was very confused. Oh no! Yeah, I was just. I was like, is he a Sheffield
1: United supporter? I don't know this. No, I was just thinking of players that wore two.
0: Ah, okay. Yes, yes, he did. He did that. I was very confused. My mistake. Also, Dom Smith. Yep, Dom Smith. Yep. Love Dom. Uh, Smith. Udiabi number two. Hector Bellerin. Number two, congratulations to Hector Bellerin for winning uh, the the, uh, Copa del Rey with his uh, boyhood club, Real Betis. Very happy for him. Love Hector. Yep. Hector, the goal protector, my guy. Anyway,
1: so number two is from Ryan. Where's Ryan from?
0: Uh, Ryan is from... Uh... He's from Los Angeles, California. He lives on uh, La Fianca Boulevard.
2: That's Be- very, very specific.
0: Very specific. Very specific. Yes. Do you know Ryan? Like personally? No. I, no, no. He is an avid listener of the program. Okay. Well, aren't they all? Who? Yeah. Right, who follows Who follows me on Instagram.
1: All right, then. Yep. So Ryan asks, this is my favorite question because it involves my team. Ryan asks, do the Jets manage to use both of their first-round picks? If so, on who?
0: I say yes. I say they do. I say they use it on Thibodeau and probably Williams. That would be nice. It's Thibodeau definitely if he gets to them. And then it's Williams or London. My gut says Williams.
2: That
1: kind of tracks with – your thoughts on Debo Samuel and
0: when he's going to be traded. Yes. If the jets take a receiver, they're going to be out on Debo. Yeah. I think unless, well, unless San Francisco is enamored with Corey Davis and they're willing to take on the last year of his contract. Or is it two, two, two years, two of his years, contract. Two years of his contract.
1: Yeah, that would be that would be nice, frankly, because, you know, you'd love that salary cap space. But especially if you're bringing in somebody who will be getting paid a lot of money like Tebow Samuel. Sure. But um, I agree with just about everything. I would love that uh, draft for the Jets if it's It'll Thibodeau and Almost Jason best Williams. case scenario. Yeah. But yeah. It would be nice, though, if they – like, if it's during the draft, it would be so – like, it would be very hype if you're – the clock's ticking at 10, and, you know, Joe Douglas, and, um, you know, Joe Douglas is trying to put the finishing touches on a trade for D. Bill Samuel. He's either talking to uh, John Schneider – or whoever,
2: John, Lynch. CMU,
1: John Lynch. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking of two different things. He's putting the finishing touches on a trade for either Debo or DK Metcalf or AJ Brown. So he's talking to like John Schneider or John Lynch or whoever to try and figure that out as the clock is ticking. But I think that that the less dramatic answer is that they take Thibodeau at four and Jason Williams at 10. It's this. it's
0: the safe bet. It's a safe bet since we know Joe Douglas is not the one to be a, a risk taker by any means.
1: No. And I, I'm going to add a second. I'm going to add a, a final question to the mailbag. Sure. This comes from Adam. Adam is from Provo, Utah.
0: Port Washington, New York.
1: Yeah. Transplanted to Provo, Utah. Sure. Uh, Adam asks, who do, you, who do you think the Jets and Cowboys take? With their day
2: two and three picks. Haven't gotten that far. Or let me make
1: this easier. I'm getting word from Adam. That he wants
0: to know positions. He doesn't care about players. Uh, Corner. Makes sense for the Jets on day two. If they don't take one in round one. And for Dallas, I would expect it would be whatever is left over, what they don't think in round one. If they go offensive line in round one, I would expect it to be defensive in round two. If they go defensive in round one, I would expect it to be offensive line or even receiver in round two. All right. Well, thank you.
1: Or Adam from Provo, Utah. Thanks you. Thank
0: you, Adam from Provo, Utah, for your question.
1: Yes. And thank you to our listeners for listening to this episode of the Basin Talk podcast. Keep or Stay tuned for our mock draft that is going to be going live this week, later this week. It's a big week. A lot of mock drafts, actually. Bert and I are going to be having ours, and Jake is going to be having his. And then we're going to have our draft reaction show Thursday night.
0: Yeah. It'll be just a full schedule update before we we go. Uh, Keep it brief. Jake mock draft. Recording Tuesday night, that'll be in your inboxes Wednesday morning. Adam and I mock draft, recording Wednesday night, in your inboxes Thursday morning. Round one reaction will be recorded right after the first round Thursday night, will be in your inboxes on Friday. And then on Monday, Adam and I will be going through the draft and talking about the uh, winners and losers from a fantasy perspective, because Adam will be back on the fantasy show starting on Monday. It's go time. It is go time. Thank you for
1: listening to this episode of the Baseball Talk Podcast. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. From my co-host Edward, so I am Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Love you guys. Bye bye.